by royal order of Queen Charlotte, we call the bravest knights of the crown. The fortress is under siege. Our enemy is near. Make ready the army. Upwards of 70,000 strong shall fight to the death. Bring me the knights of the crown table. Welcome back to the Knights of the Crown Table podcast. I am Miles here with Matt. How you doing, Matt? Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be back at the table, but not good to be talking about a three-one loss last Saturday. I know it just seems uh, it hurts. And uh, also, we're here with Paul. How you doing, Paul? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you back, you guys. I feel like we're coming so close together. This is a bond. We're becoming true (laughs) friends. And, uh, this is our therapy. This is our therapy. You know, this is our weekly meeting, sometimes two times a week or more, where we just, I feel like we've grown closer. You know, we're all talking all the time, it feels like, but I talk to y'all more than some <laughs> of my family. But the, uh, uh, but yeah, the, it's been a crazy week, but we have some overreactions here that, like, I briefly discussed this with y'all. The first one here, why do people think Copetti is good? I feel like this is something like the Copetti drama has been beat many times i feel like this is something we cannot stop talking about people are it's like there's no black there's no gray area right it's either black or white on copetti some people love him some people hate him but what are you thinking matt um why do people think copetti is good um and here i'm gonna say i'm um because i'm honestly not uh don't have a lot of notes on this one just to throw that out there but um copetti i mean he's only been with us what seven games you know and maybe plus preseason mm-hmm. but he i mean or to me he is good we're just we're just i don't know if we're just not get getting him that's that service uh up front I mean, he had a good flick with his head to uh, the spring Ben Bender, uh, who helps help set up Swiderski, the Swiderski goal uh, in the Salt Lake games, right? So without him, that goal probably doesn't happen. So it's it's things, you know, I think we need to look more at what he does off the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pressing and, and things like that, things that he does off the ball. I know everybody, you know, we all want him to to score three goals a game and and you know be the just be the man that we that we want him, want him to be and we have, you know, maybe dreams about that he can be, but <clears throat> I um I don't think that he's that he's bad. I just I just think we're not we're not getting him maybe the service that he needs or and then we have to look at what he does what he does off the ball um so what do you what do you think about uh this this take paul that um maybe is insinuating that capetti is not good and i feel like we have this discussion every week right seems like every week everybody's hating on copetti right you know like you said he's not scoring you know goals game or you know even every other game at this point but i don't think he's playing bad per se like you said a lot of the stuff that he does off the ball is very good 
He's pressing up high. He has a lot of energy. I mean, if you saw the first half last week um, in Salt Lake, he was all over the place in the first half. And then as the game started going on the second half, body language did change because nobody's getting him the ball, right? right. When we collapsed the second half, didn't even have a chance. And then you saw near the end of the game where um, the guy from Crown Legacy was ran into him, right? He was in the same position as him. So, I mean, he's, he's just not getting a lot of service right now. But he's going to be good. I mean, the guy the guy can finish, right? He's an excellent right. penalty taker if we ever get a penalty. He has a really strong head and goal. And he's our true number nine. And on the other side of that, who do we replace him with? We don't really have anybody else to replace him with right now. So everybody wants to just go petty or get rid of him. Well, who are you going to put in his place, right? It's not like we have a deep bench to begin with. But we got to keep playing with him. Uh, right. We can look this summer, you know, at the transfer window this summer and try to add some help for him. But not going to go anywhere. The team's not going to just give up on him right away. You know, they paid a, a pretty hefty fee um, from racing down in Argentina to get him here in the first place. They're not going to give up on the guy. That's my take on it. What do you think, Miles? Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's such a... Like, he's getting a lot of hate unnecessarily that's being pointed towards him, but I, I don't feel like he's the problem, per se. I, I just don't think he's the one getting... The service i don't think he's getting enough but even when we've seen it he's been very deadly he's maybe he's tried to be a little too cute like i've seen some of the back he'll like uh passes right. and stuff like that but maybe he's done that a couple times it's been a little too much but at the same time like i don't think that that's a problem like i to try you know like if you're gonna try those things i'd rather for you to do that than just like one of the things we're seeing like so frustrating is just the lob passes that are for not like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're for no reason, like where you just give up possession for no reason. There's a lot of times that I feel like if we held the possession and tried to get the ball to him, like a quality possession, or, you know, even if we sent it to him, if he's on board with that, I think that that would have been a lot different, but there's just so many times where he's getting the blame for stuff. That's just not an issue. And, I mean, we're going to have issues with this attack anyway because we're not scoring that many goals. Uh, especially, we're, we've had some beautiful goals, like the header from Enzo, uh, the first goal, and then the Swiderski goal this week was beautiful, you know. And we're getting some goals, but, like, we're giving up more, you know. And I feel like that's kind of the big problem there, that uh, the attack is getting a lot of hate, but... It's not necessarily, I think it's more of a midfield or defense kind of problem, you know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of where I'm feeling about that. Like, uh, any rebuttal with that, or what What do y'all think? I think we're all on the same page. I mean, the guy is our leading scorer right now, too. Everybody wants to get rid of him. I mean, we're going to have no goals then, right? Right. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's the same thing every week, but right now, you got to play the guy. If you don't have any other number nines, he's your guy all that money for him you don't have any choice but to play him right now i mean it's a long way till we get to the you know the summer transfer window and to get somebody else here they're not going to sell him they're going to move on from somebody they're not going to move him they're not going to move carol would have to move juzwiak first right that's the first dp they would get rid of so he's going to be here for a while yeah if we can if we can ever get you know copetti the service you know that's that's well, that's the key to me. And just, you know, let's just watch. Just try to watch what he, you know, does off the ball. Um, to, you know, to help 
to help the team as well, not just, you know, scoring three, four, five goals, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Copetti's, you know, he's a good player, but we just have to, the whole team has to do better. But, agreed. Yeah, it's, I, I just think that there's a lot more things that could be looked at, and I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of almost a micromanaging if you're complaining about his. Like, I know that there are some issues, but I'm seeing him try and I'm seeing effort from him. I think that's one thing, definitely, every game that he plays, we see the effort. And I think that's one thing that's like, I'm not seeing that from everybody. So, and I, he's, he can be kind of a breath of fresh air that, like, you know, one of the biggest things that, like, people talked about, like, with Sadersky last year was after he had a chance and stuff, he would complain and he was just like out of the play and like, wouldn't like continue with the, the attacking challenge or anything. Like if something bad happened, he would just complain and like throw it like a temper tantrum. Yeah. And now it's like Copetti. I feel like he, there's times like where he went down easily and stuff like that. But if there's an attacking chance, like he's trying everything, you know? And uh, I just kind of think that's where that's at. But, yeah, that kind of leads us to our next overreaction um, of former kind of forward, kind of gone midfielder-esque cam situation going on there. But, uh, Paul, what you what you got there? Oh, well, the second overreaction apparently is we should sell Carol Swarderski. And <laughs> this is ridiculous kind of as the first one. I mean, it's, it, this is, we go through this every week, I swear. It, everybody wants to sell the only players who are actually producing anything. I scored a really good goal for us in the game against South Salt Lake. It gave us a chance in the first half. He was playing really good in the second half until our manager decided to take him off for no reason other than, quote, said he looked tired, but he didn't look tired to me. But I think that's kind of like what the Latangio says all the time when, he, you know, he makes a bad sub and somebody asks, he just says, well, you know, he looked a bit tired, but he didn't look tired. I don't think he was happy to come off. Um, but, yeah, it's another ridiculous thing. Like, we're not going to sell Carol Swiderski. You know, we brought the guy over here. That's three years left on his contract, and you have to wait for a window to open. And then, even if you do sell, who is going to buy the guy? He's only played here in the MLS, played in the Greek league, and he's played in the Polish league. And in the Polish league, he had like a hundred something games, and he only scored like 11 goals. In the Greek league, it was something somewhere like he had like 60 games and scored like, I don't know, eight times. It's not like the guy's been blowing it up everywhere he's been. So, nobody's really coming knocking down the door to get the guy. So, it's another player we're just going to have to build around. And, and keep here and, until we can figure out our, um, our cap situation. That, that's the other problem. It's like we have guys tagged as DP, like we talked about with like Juzwiak, that aren't, aren't DPs. And it's like Juzwiak's salary is not even a million dollars. So we're completely <laughs> wasting a DP tag on the guy. It makes no sense at all. Right. It's no sense at all. Because I think the biggest thing that this team is missing is, is it's missing that like banger player that every top team has, right? The Bernardeski or the Chicharito or the, the Benega out there in um in LAFC, you know, right. those, all the big teams have those type of players, and we still don't have that player, that like really high dollar player. I think having that along with the Swiderskis and along with the Competis would really help us out. But you kind of have to, you know, the DP slot off of a Juzwiak in order to make that happen. But well, honestly, is not going to go anywhere. Um, if anything, we're going to have to add to him. And again, he's lining up all over the place. He, Miles, do you remember when we saw the lineup? They had him like at like left central midfield, and as soon as the game started, he was at the top right. So right, it's, yeah. they're just putting him all over the place. 
Yeah, we just don't have like, uh, you know, <clears throat> that star, that leader. I mean, <clears throat> Copetti, you know, maybe in time can can be that, but yeah, we just don't have that. We just don't have that guy that can just, or to me, that can just take over a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah we don't have that okie doke player that all these other teams have. Right. It's like the, it's like your your billboard guy you know like the the person where it's like this is this is charlotte fc you know like who would you put there you know like it doesn't even have to necessarily be a captain per se just like the play where it's like everybody when they're they see charlotte fc on their calendar like oh we gotta worry about you know insert player name because that that's the guy that like you want to build off of build around you know and i feel like we don't necessarily have that and that's what we kind of have to focus on like and yeah, sounds for Dersky. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, he's such a he's a good player, and I mean, we even seen he has some skill. I mean, that goal was beautiful uh, during the live stream that we had last week. We were talk we could not get over how beautiful of a goal that was, and going into the half, we were so excited, <laughs> you know, because it was like, man, what we're putting, we're getting stuff together. And I know, like, this is something like Paul talked about. Like, this is like the the game where it's like. We're going to get to um, see what we're made of. And it was like, yes, like there's that goal. There's that opening goal. And things started to open up. And we were like, there's going to be more goals. And we were right. But unfortunately, those goals were not our goals. And so it didn't end up the way that we wanted it to. But uh, yeah, selling Swiderski. These are just ridiculous Facebook comments as per usual. (laughs) But this, uh, the lineup at the start, we even kind of called out where they had him as kind of like a left mid position. We were like, no, that's not happening. Like, and he immediately, like within the first minute, went all the way to the right and was playing more forward. Uh, like it was over there with usually, you know, kind of, but which, I mean, they have that chemistry. So definitely a good idea, but yeah, I, uh, what, what did y'all think about the like formation there? And, uh, kind of the, I guess, like the fake formation that they kind of talked about and uploaded because it didn't end up playing out that way. He got the starting lineup wrong, right? I still think Nuno Santos should have started. That was my personal opinion. And I saw Bronico, he had a horrible game, right? Talk about Juzwiak, he needs to put consecutive games together. He became a massive liability in the second half. I kept telling you guys when it was 0-0, I was like, we need to, we need to make a sub, the ball out of bounds. Bring somebody else and slow the game out because I knew that goal was coming. You guys could feel it was coming. And finally, that guy, you know, Ruiz, he banged it in off the uh, crossbar. And it, I just knew it was coming, right? And we had to stop the bleeding and we didn't. And we just kept giving up goals and goals. And then we finally made substitution. It was just too late at that point. It was just way too late. Um, he's got to get it right from the get go. Like I said before, you got to get the formation right, you got to get the players right gotta get the tactics and you gotta get the substitutions and it's like he gets them wrong i swear every single week right just it's frustrating right like yeah it was frustrating yeah it was like after the after you know carol's goal it was like it was kind of like we took our foot you know basically you know almost totally maybe off the gas if you want you know go back and, and watch and then just the the dam broke and um 
And even even when did you guys see like even when Carol scored, it was mm-hmm. like if you go back and watch, like it was like the team had like no energy to really go and celebrate with him that I saw. Like I saw I wanna say Vargas go over to him, but it was kinda of like, Yay, you know, we scored. And it just it just didn't it just looked like there was no there was no energy, no really no excitement. Well, I didn't actually pay attention to that. That's pretty big, though, because, like, for a team especially struggling, like, I get, like, if we're struggling, but getting that first goal, I did not pay attention to that, but that... Yeah, just, I mean, just going back and watching, I mean, it was like Carol scored, and it was like, you know, like, there was no, really no run over to him, like, yeah, yeah, let's go, you know? There was just, it was just kind of dead, um... But well, we're lacking a lot of confidence right now too. So the players just—you can tell them their body language. They're just kind of like out there, whatever. They—they they know that locker room knows that they're not a good team right now. That they're playing bad. Also know that the team we just played against was terrible, and they kind of were steamrolling us, especially in the second half. You remember, like I talked about the um, the manager over there in Real Salt Lake. He kept yeah. talking about you know Paulo Mastrini coming into the game. He was like, we're a rowboat that's rowing different directions, and. I don't know what we're gonna do and we're terrible and we're benching this guy and switching that captain and they didn't even really play with with um Demir Krylock, their star player and they still beat us three to one you know with one right. dp out there jefferson Saverino, one dp that's all they needed you know it's just i don't know like i said we're gonna find out and i think we found out pretty well i want to ask you guys also i mean you know we don't want to make excuses but like i mean obviously that's not uh, you know, we're not in Colorado, but still, uh, the elevation thing. Like, how much do you guys think that played into in, into that this performance? I mean, did that? Because me listening to, um, or me listening to maybe Latanzio's press conference, it was like, or it sounded like they had a great or good week of training. And then just, you know, the wheels fall off when we get to Saturday. So, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, the elevation uh, thing? I mean, real quick on the training, I'm sure we have good weeks of training. We're playing against ourselves and we're not really that good, right? So, (laughs) touche. I bet it was great training, right? The elevation, I mean,. Yeah, it's like what four thousand something feet up there at Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I think so. Oh, the players, the players in soccer have really high fitness levels. You know, I mean, it has to. It's not like basketball. Like you guys remember the um, NC State game, right? Where they went to play Creighton and yeah, they were winded in the first ten minutes, right? It's a little bit different here in, in soccer. It's just so much. You know, they're just more fit, right? There's a difference between fitness and max fitness, you know? Right. I think a lot of it's the game plan. They just come in, and then we just look kind of like a disaster out on the pitch, you know? It's like, like Miles was talking about earlier, there's, there's these times where the passing is really good. There's lots of build-up play, and then they just hoof the ball down the field to nobody. And it's like, well, what are we thinking? Like, it keeps happening. So, obviously, somebody's telling them to do that. It's not like the player is just doing it, right? Obviously, Latanzio is going through some kind of tactics trying to get a guy to you know basically beat the offside trap get behind them you know to kind of play the ball over the top but it's, it's not working right now right it worked in that one game against orlando city but it hasn't worked outside of that right 
and yeah the i mean and it's not like the elevation caught them off by surprise right so like we've had we've known right. that we were going to have that game and it was going to be something that we needed to deal with and i mean the other teams dealing with it the same situation and even though you know they were the home team like they're i'm sure like if they could have got oxygen at halftime or you know anything or even you know pre-game just kind of boost up and get ready for the game you know if it was bad enough and, and i know that affects you but yeah the the fitness of a of a soccer player is one of the most top because i mean you're pretty much running the whole time anyway right and just it it plays a factor but i feel like we're on this train and we have all these cars right and like there's all these excuses and like each week it's like one train car gets taken off which is like another excuse another excuse and all we're going to be left with is just the train <laughs> and it's going to get derailed quickly and uh so it's it's such a like frustrating uh, situation to be in. It's like, how many excuses are we going to make for the team until we actually acknowledge what's going on, or maybe the problem is the players, you know, or the coaching staff, or the formation, or or the front office. You know, there's just like a lot of other things that like we're going to get to even uh, later. That's like, where are we going to point the fingers and like. You know, we also have to remind ourselves that this was a team that hadn't scored a goal in a long time, like two games, and they were on a four-game loss streak. We gave them their second win, and we allowed more goals to them. That Like, they scored three on us, and previously before that, with all their other games, they'd only scored three. You know, like, we just, we played awful. Like... And it was all in the span of what, uh, ten minutes or less that they scored all those goals too. So, what do you guys think? Think it is, or, or with that game, um, just the is it like you know the lack of the lack of uh, energy? Is it just is it just you know that we're not we're not we know we know that we're not really prepared. We know we're. You know, we're just, are we just waiting for the, you know, for the dam to break? Um, so what do you guys think was maybe the attributing factor to, you know, the, the you know, catastrophe in the second half? The fact that we're a bad team is what it is. I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? I mean, yeah. we have a lot of defensive mistakes. We can't get the ball to our striker. We just to nobody half the time. Bronico's out there acting a hot mess. Juzviak is, is a liability half the time. And then we sub the wrong players. We don't start the people who should be starting. It's just, it seems it's just a disaster right now, unfortunately. And uh, thankfully, Mark had a tremendous first half. He was saving everything. And if he didn't, I mean, it oh, easily yeah. could have been, you know, six or seven to one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I have some, <laughs> I have some notes on that, but uh, he, it could have been, you know, or it could have been probably over for us in the first half if not for Marks, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, there's a lot that it could have been the issue. And, like, I do feel like the defense was a little bit of an issue. But there was one thing that was said that uh, we have as our next overreaction there, Matt. What 
what what is that this is something that it's pretty crazy if you ask me but go ahead tell me what you think about this overreaction so the third overreaction is Melanda Melanda is trash so there you go <laughs> um, and look I don't I'm not on this I'm not on this you know Melanda is trash train um, he had a you know he had a night going back to the Toronto game you know he had a great uh, a great save to recover and, and stop Bernadeski. Um, you know, I just, he, he's not, he's not trash in my opinion. Um, it was just, you know, this game was, Salt Lake game was just, it was like him, to be honest, it, you know, it looked like him and, and Tui Loma were just like ball watching, um, just like jogging, just letting players uh, go, you know, run free on through balls, and uh, they were getting, they were getting, or we were getting burnt on on Tui Loma's side uh, to go to go to him. But you know, he, Melanda, he, to, to me, going back and watching the highlights, you know, he on the let's see on the on the header save that Marks made. Um, Around, let's see. I want to say the ninth minute. It was like Milano was just, or it's like Milano was just standing there. And it looks bad when you watch the replay because he doesn't look like he's really trying at all and gives Salt Lake a free header, like point blank, at George Marks. And thank, thankfully, Marks sticks his hand out and you know makes a great save. But it was kind of like Milano was just standing there. Um, so this game was, in my opinion, not a good game for him. But in the same token, you know, I'm not gonna say that that he's that he's trash or anything like that because um, I think he has I think he has a good uh, upside. I mean, what do you think about that, uh, Paul? Yeah, I think the guy's a good player. I just sometimes I think he mm -hmm. just doesn't have you no know, a good center back partner with him. You know, we're still missing Karuha badly. Right. Um, I, I haven't liked what I've seen out of Tulum at all. I don't know what Portland was talking about, but I don't think he's been very good. And it's another position where, you know, when we talk about depth, we don't have a lot of great choices down there. We all saw Nathan Byrne kind of did for us. It didn't do much. He's just too short, in my opinion. And it kind of, you know, Sobosinski hasn't even been playing. He's down with Crown Legacy. So right. we don't really have a whole lot of options, you know. But my only knock on Melanda is that he's a little slow at times, but I still think he's a good young defender. I think he has a world of potential. So, right. I, I don't. I was actually surprised when you guys told me that this was an, uh, one of the reactions from somebody because this is well, that's the one player I wouldn't even be talking about right now. You know, right? Yeah, I had I'm to shocked to see that. Yeah, for everybody listening, just I had to show proof. Like I, I have screenshot evidence that this was actually a mm -hmm. comment by somebody because, like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is definitely an overreaction. We got to talk about like, even through the struggles, this is arguably one of the best center backs of since the start of Charlotte FC, which I know it's not long, but he, he has such a great potential and just like his height is just like absolutely what you need for like to save crosses and stuff like that. You know, like he's such a good foundation piece. And I really wish we had Carujo cause I would love to see like a solid, like the solidification of that defense, you know, because like we said, Tui Loma is just, he's, it's not like he's not cutting it. And I just, 
I, I just get frustrated because it's like this was supposed to be like this great player and maybe he was with Portland and you know so many people from Portland like you know sometimes when somebody gets traded people are like oh thank god he's gone but like a lot of the comments for that was like please take care of this guy you know and it's just like well he's not taking care of us like what did we trade for but it's just I need something to happen you know and this defense is good but yeah Melinda is not trash this is one of the most crazy overreactions I've ever seen and just uh, speaking of like that kind of defense and the whole like as a whole another thing that I've seen is a little bit of hatred towards George Marks for giving up those goals but not even he was an issue I mean George Marks was just amazing right and I think that he played and has won, and I think it's his job to lose for that starting position. What What do y'all think about kind of like that goalkeeping situation or in George Marks' performance the other night? Uh, uh, George Marks is the, absolutely the number one goalkeeper right now. There's no question. But when Kalina comes back, he's going to have to battle to win it. I mean, Marks made incredible saves. Three goals that he gave out weren't his fault. The first one was, you know, the crossbar. The second one, he got crashed into. And the third one... I mean, like I said, we had like six, seven guys back there that just ball watching and let Saverino walk past everybody to tap it in. So, played outstanding. Again, without him, we would have got blown up in that game. We all know that our only win against Orlando was because he made some tremendous saves. So, I'm hoping that, you know, he could get a clean sheet this week. You know, again, guess who else has only scored three goals all season? We're about to play against. So, playing against another team that, yeah, that lacks firepower. We're at home. So, I don't think there's any question that Pablo Sissiego, he's definitely not it, right? His reactions are terrible. He let in some really soft goals. Um, Marks is my guy. Definitely my number one. Yeah, Marks was, he was on fire versus Salt Lake. Um, you know, we could have easily been down uh, one nothing in the ninth minute. Um, you know, going back, going back to Milan, because if you go back and watch it, it's just like... It's like he doesn't, or it's like Milanda doesn't. It seems like he doesn't know that there's a player behind him, or like you know, maybe spatial awareness or whatever. But um, it looks like just bad defending. And then Marks bails us out, um, or bails us out with that save. Um, he bails us out again around the 21st minute with an outstretched save that I thought, if you guys remember, I thought it was a foul that should have been called on Salt Lake for taking down. Um, I want to say Swiderski, but the ref let it go. Right. And Salt Lake almost capitalized on that. And Marks bails us out on that one. And then he had another, Marks had another uh, good save around the 21st minute again. Um, and it looks like, you know, he might've got his hand on it just to tip it over the bar. But I don't know if the guy, uh, he might've caught it on like the half volley or something, but he, the guy ripped it for Salt Lake and, Marks just, you know, looked like he tipped it over, right? Um, right. Another save around the 33rd minute on uh, Saverino that could have tied the game 1-1, but Marks got a strong foot. He got a strong foot out to save it from going into the goal. I mean, and they, Salt Lake was just carving us up. Like, you know, if you go back to through ball, looks like Tuiloma and Milano just caught flat-footed or ball-watching in the RSL player just runs free into the box. Marks comes up and it was like, you know, like in hockey, if a goalie, you know, comes, 
you know, comes up to the top of his crease or whatever and kind of closes it down. And Marks uh, made that great stop again. Um, you know, RSL hit the bar one time. And RSL, they were running down. They were pretty much making a living on that on their right wing, running down their right wing on us and crossing it into the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jalen Lindsay, or they, let's see, they crossed it. Uh, Salt Lake crossed it in the box. It looks like Jalen Lindsay got a foot on it to like, you know, <clears throat> to kind of, I say clear, but kind of clear it out. It goes right to, or goes right to the Salt Lake uh, guy, um, Pablo Pablo Ruiz, and he golazos it past Marks, which, you know, what can you do? And um, we all knew it was coming. We all knew that thing was coming because they had a thousand and then, chances. <laughs> and then you know, RSL was just running absolutely, you know, ragged, running us ragged that match, and they were just mm-hmm. living up and down their right wing. Right, just crossing into our box, and we were just getting murdered on through balls. So, um, and then Melanda and um, let's see, Melanda, like it was like a half kind of like a half hearted challenge, and just jogging on the last goal by RSL. And um, yeah, it was just you know, the dam just just broke, and just water just came, you know, just pouring, pouring through, and it was just. Uh, it was over at that point, but um, yeah, uh, Marks, or he's or he's definitely our guy. So have to go, have to go with him. He's he's been probably the most consistent, you know, player on on the team thus far. Right. Yeah, I think Marks is just like he's just he's kind of the star right now, right? Like, I feel like... Pretty much. He's the dude that's going to end up uh, carrying us on. Um, he's top three in the league for as one of the best shot stoppers. This was... Uh, I saw that today. Um, which is insane that he's doing so well, yet we continue to lose. Which is just... It's so frustrating to be in the top for stopping, you know, these shots. But yet... I mean, he's got 81.6% stoppage. And that's, like I said, that's third in the league, third best in the league of an individual. So he's definitely earned the spot. It's just a matter of, like, can we figure out in other areas, right? Because you can't expect the goalkeeper to stop every single shot. But you can't leave him out, you know, strung out, you know, just, it's just, it's, it's a terrible situation. And so it's just, what is the problem? You know, like what, what is it? And that kind of leads into like kind of the next overreaction. Uh, Paul, you want to tell us kind of the next, the fourth overreaction? Yeah, absolutely. So the next overreaction is, I wouldn't even really call it the overreaction. It's Latanzio and Carnetta need to go. Right. And our question is, is really who's more to blame? Are we going to blame the guy who put it together or the guy who's in charge right now? Miles. yeah it's it's a big like this is like where the finger pointing starts like when you start to lose right is who's who's to blame and i think that they both are to blame and i know that's kind of like a a cheap out but my my thing is, is i think they both need to go like i feel like latonzio we've seen time and time again where um 
he's made these terrible calls with the lineup that he has, like whether who's starting or just ill-timed substitutions for players that shouldn't have been subbed out um, in games where like it killed momentum, you know, and formations that just, okay, what are we doing? You know, like we lost to a four, four, two last week, right? Which is one of the most like basic lineups. Okay, formation. Yeah. And, and they were, like you said, only the one DP and we have three DPs out there and we can't win. Versus a team that just has one and is struggling to score and is struggling in general. Yeah, like, that's just unacceptable. And then just to speak to Cornetta, like, the issues with the talent coming in. I mean, Tui Loma not looking to be that great for us, right? And even there, even though I defended Kopetti and I've defended, you know, Yuswak Swarderski at times, like, they're on salaries that aren't necessarily DP worthy, you know, like we're not paying them. Like some people are paying tremendous amounts more than we are paying for our DPs. And that's why you have them as DPs. So like they're not counting against that like cap, you know, and I feel like we're not using that correctly. And I, I just feel like Cornetta's just got some issues, but the timing of when this is going to happen is another question. And I want to hear what y'all's thoughts are on that as well. Um, but like, the timing when do you think is if you agree with me when do you think it's going to happen as well but uh yeah matt what do you what are you thinking about this uh is there more a person at blame is there any timing if you are going to make a change when should you do it what, what are your thoughts on it well for me this would be a little easier you know if to me if Latazio was you know he's because he's he's a likable person but we're not getting we're not getting graded on that we're not getting you're not getting uh, you know rated uh, how likable or how respectful that you are uh, or professional that you are um, right right I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say you know, I know Cornetta, um, I know he does, I believe he shares some blame, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go with, with Latanzio right now and that he's, I think, because as the coach, to me as the coach, your job is to motivate your players, to prepare your players, and to inspire your players. And... You know, we we really we really haven't seen that, you know, from the team this year. You know, really outside of you know, if you wanna say Orlando. Um, and I know we you know, we tied versus Toronto. We we came back in that game and showed some heart and um we drew versus Red Bulls, but to me, like as a coach, that's that's your job, and for whatever reason, it just it doesn't seem to be happening, um, at least, or happening at you know at least the the rate or the amount of time that we need it to happen. Right. So I don't know. I mean, 
I hope that this Colorado game, or not the Colorado game, but I hope that the Salt Lake game was like an eye opener. Like, and I know we've had, we could have had plenty of eye openers right before that, or you know, like Atlanta, we got smoked, but not get, not giving. If, if you're if you're an MLS player and you know we're you're seeing you out there and you're not giving max effort, like you know what are, like what are we doing like right so and you know and we were we were on the we were on the call or we were on the the watch along Saturday night and. It was just like after the game, it's just like I felt pretty numb, like just sitting there, like I, I didn't really even know what to say. There was really, it was like really nothing, just really nothing to say at that moment, you know. And I was just, it's kind of just sitting there, and I don't, was, know, I don't want to say shock, but it was just like it was a gut shock. Yeah. I mean, like what are we doing? And just feeling kind of lost, um, you know, honestly, but. If I'm going to put it on somebody, I'm going to put it on Latanzio right now. I mean, Pernetta, yes, even though he's, even though he's, uh, what, the sporting director? I mean, Latanzio's job is to motivate, inspire, and prepare players. And we don't look that way to me. So, uh, what do you think about it, Paul? Um, I think it's kind of 50-50. I, I was trying to think, like, who would I want to blame more, right? This mm. debacle, and I kind of blame both, right? So let's talk about Latanzio first. Has to do better, right? He's So far, he's been a terrible manager. He gets everything wrong top to bottom. The lineups are wrong. The tactics are wrong. Institutions are horrible. The formations are all over the place. We don't defend well. Offensively, we look completely lost. I just I can't even figure out what our identity is, right? I know he took over, but he had really good part of last year and he's had you know so far through eight or nine games so far this year so gotta get in my opinion he needs to go but you gotta have somebody lined up and that's what we keep talking about and it's so funny because it's like after the game was over Twitter was on fire with Latanzio out for the first time that I've really ever seen it I mean the fan base really woke up and was like all right honeymoon's over we got to do something you know yeah and at the same time there was so many ridiculous reactions people were talking about bringing Jesse Marsh over and Conte. I keep telling you, these big time European managers are not coming over here, okay? Right. If those guys are making like 15, 20 million a year. They're making more than our entire payroll, okay? Those guys are not coming here. They're going to the next big European job. I mean, Jesse Marsh was just about to go to Leicester for relegation. I mean, he turned it down, but, you know, that's the third Premier League team that was interested in this year. Why would he come to Major League Soccer? Right. Those guys are not coming over here. So I still think we got to identify somebody that's either assistant right now in Major League Soccer, right? Like a Jason Christ over in Miami, who's won MLS Cup before. Or we try to look at a top coach that's in USL, maybe like the Louisville City coach, who's young and getting a lot out of that team, right? Or right. we try to make the splashy hire. Like I said, probably the best we could do is Greg Berhalter. And he knows people. The U.S. is, you know, it's, it's been up and down, but it's going to be a better Latanzio. Obviously, it'll bring a lot of press to our team. But yeah, I still think our best bet is finding that USL coach and kind of them to move up here and, and try something different. But on the flip side, Cornetta kind of built this team incorrectly. Like we keep talking about it. 
he was going to all these little dinky divisions, finding these players that, like we said, um, Dursky was sitting on the bench, not even playing in the Greek league, right? Like Kalina, he was in the Bulgarian league, giving up like three, four goals a game. I mean, you know, these are guys that we thought were going to come over here and kill it for us, and obviously they did. You know, um, but we also have, we do have pieces that we can build around, right? Nuno Santos, Argus, Melo, Ben Bender, George Marks, Melanda, we can build around these players. Yeah, We're just missing like those superstar players. I really don't know if that's Tepper who just doesn't want to spend the money or it's our sporting director general, slash general manager Cornetta who can't get the players over here because he doesn't know how to negotiate or, or build a team correctly. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but I think eventually you have to get rid of both. It might be a thing where Tepper has to step in and, and kind of start from the top, clean out the sporting director, and the new guy who steps in, he hires the coach that he wants, but thing is just an absolute cluster right now yeah yeah it's so we're gonna be the panthers net rule 2.0 with <laughs> well the good I thing about not. that is you clean house afterwards right <laughs> and matt rule had a winning record in college so it's safe to say that like guy won right latanzio hasn't been winning anything right we've seen what latanzio has done we already seen that it's not the guy right like, this team should at least be a 500 team with the players that we have. It's not like we have nothing. Right? Yeah. We have some really good players on our team. We just have a full team of very good players. That's why we're kind of sitting in last place. But And, like, uh, the start... It's, it's a combination of both. Right. And, like, the, the start of and results and just, like, the play of the team this year, the way it started, it's worse than what it was for Mar. And Mar was gone, you know, like not too long about this time last year, you know, like that's when the rumbling started, but, and I think that Latanzios have like a worse start and I, I just, I don't know. I think that both, I think a clean house might do some good with the pieces that we have. I think we have a lot of young talent we could build around and I don't want to waste it, you know? Yeah, and the next manager can get more out of some of the guys, maybe like Kopetti, like the Swiderski, maybe even Juzuat. Maybe they can get more. You know, like every player has kind of like their bubble, right? Right. Some guys, the ball is kind of small right now, but the the, the manager can kind of make them a little bit bigger, right? They all have their, their ceiling, but it's how much you can get out of them, right? And and Latanjo's not getting the most out of his players. That's, that's the biggest problem. It's almost like you could see, it's like he's lost the locker room, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's and that's exactly what happened last year, and what started the reason Mar was gone. Um, so it could be uh, any time, but some people are even saying that it might not be until the end of the year until changes are made. Well, that's gonna be too late. I mean, you gotta you gotta identify somebody. At the minimum, to replace Latanzio, you have to. I mean, the guy we all, we know long term, it's just not going to work, right? So, just even if we beat Colorado three zero on Saturday, it's not it's not good enough to save his job. We got to move on from him. We got to start identifying the next manager, and I still think looking at USL is the best place to do it. Yeah, they might they might give him like <clears throat> they might give Latanzio the game versus Colorado, and. 
or maybe Columbus. And I just, and that's what, I mean, what was, what was the, the sentiment preseason? What, or what were they saying? Like, like our goal is what? Playoffs. Playoffs, wasn't it? Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. So, so it's like, you know, what are you, what are, what are we going to do if we're serious about trying to make the playoffs this year? And this, and you know, we see lackluster results versus Colorado versus Columbus. I mean, something or something's gonna have to be done. Like, if they're really serious about us making the playoffs. I mean, right now, if they really wanted to, they could go down to Miami, a struggling team. They have an assistant manager, Jason Christ, won it all in MLS before. He's been a manager of two different MLS teams. Guy knows what he's doing. He's only 50 years old, right? So it's not like he's a super old guy. Sitting down there, and, you know, it's not his fault that the team's losing down there. You know, the assistant coaches can only do so much. You know, they, they do whatever the head coach says. You know, training, they say you got to do this, that, and the third. They're kind of just overseeing all that, you know? Right. That guy could come here and make instant changes. And obviously, he'll get paid a lot more to be the head coach at Charlotte than he would be to be an assistant down there, right? Yeah. There's got to be a lot of high pressure down there, too, with, you know, with Beckham and their whole situation you know think you think our guys are on the hot seat Phil Neville's on the ultra hot seat down there right and they may have kind of an insight of like some up-and-coming players that could you know come in and if not start you know make some impact in the legacy team or you know get some minutes that might be able to you know develop into something you know which is great for the hometown product right and like developing players like there's just there's a lot of potential like if you get one of those like USL team uh, coaches you know and like you've been talking about that and I've, I, I'm kind of coming to your side and agreeing that like that might be the best option to pick somebody it doesn't necessarily have to be that big of a name person you know like yeah Jesse Marsh yeah Greg Burhalter but like ha- get that like get some if we get win- if we start to win, let them make a name. They make their name here, right? Let them have the control. Let them have the ability to work on stuff, and let's go from there. Let's not just like big somebody because they're a big name, right? Like let's let's do this. Let's get wins. All right, that's all we care about in the end, right? I don't care if our guy's name's John Smith. You know, the most basic name ever. Like get us wins, and I'm happy with it. If they're gonna do yeah, it, there's been a, do it right, you know. Right. Yeah, there's been a lot of coaches that have come from like USL or, or NASL or whatever. It's, you know, it keeps changing names, but that second division in soccer in America that have gone on in Major League Soccer and had lots of success. So um, they're fired up, young coaches, man. Like I go to um, USL League One games here in Cary, and I'm right behind the bench, and there's not a lot of people there. And you really get to hear kind of everything. You get to hear the fourth officials talking, the players chirping. You get to hear the coaches. And you see some that are just so fired up. They're hungry. They're always talking to the referees and directing plays. They get so emotional. I mean, and you see the, the their teams always seem to do really well at that level, you know? Right. It's like one of the biggest differences between USL and MLS is MLS has the okie-doke players, right? But you know, the Brant Bronicos and the Hagart, those guys are – you could shuffle a deck of players in USL and deal them back out to MLS for those type of players, right? Yeah. I and mean, really the biggest difference is you're missing the, the, the star players. That's the biggest difference in the level, you know? 
the, the tactics are very, very similar the way they play. Well, you kind of double as our uh, USL scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I've been going to USL games for thousand years or so, so it's been quite some time now. Yes. And, hey, that's good. It helps out for insight knowledge, and, I mean, you understand kind of the scene there more than, like, um, just somebody who's, like, an MLS fan, you know, if you have more knowledge about that. But, yeah. Sorry, I mean, on the 1% chance that uh, you might be listening listen to Paul. But you also, you also got to think, all right, when is somebody like playing a Donovan? You know what I'm saying? When is he going to go to MLS and be a coach? Is he waiting for the LA Galaxy job? I mean, he stepped down at San Diego, not because they were doing bad, but he wanted to be more in of uh, kind of like an administrative role. But you know, when is he going to step in and be a head coach in MLS? You know it's coming, right? Right. Somebody like Clint Dempsey, he's an excellent soccer analyst on TV. When's he going to step in? I mean, do we try to go after one of those type of guys? That actually makes a lot of sense because Clint Dempsey, like, uh, you know, they crowned him uh, yeah. last year in like, one of the matches. Why? It, I, I mean, lives in South Carolina. Right. I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge, the big name. I mean, that would fill all the like American big name, former MLS star, like, the publicity would grow here. Everybody would pull for him. Like, you know, like that would just like rejuvenate the like energy. I feel like, you know, it would really could create that spark. If that happened, I, and, uh, I mean, Lennon Donovan would be nice. Uh, I just, I, like you said, I think he's kind of waiting for that LA role to open up at some point, which, who knows? They're struggling this year. It might come sooner rather than later. But uh, do, do you go for somebody like that, like Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, or do you, you know? Because I mean, I would think that we would want somebody that. I mean, I definitely want somebody that's proven, proven head coach that that can that wins. That's you know, really all I care about, right? I get that. I, I think the only thing is, is, and, and I know like they may not necessarily have like that coaching experience, but they probably understand the league more than most. They, cause right. you know, they played in it and like you have a coach like that, like people want to play for them, you know, like the ones that are kind of like had that international success. It's not to say that they're going to be great. You know, like it's not like every player is going to be able to, uh, be a great coach or anything like that. Like, in fact, a lot of the times they like, also could be the next great coach. They right. could be the next great coach. I mean, you got to give. It's all about giving somebody the opportunity, right? With yeah. Tanzio, he got his opportunity and he threw it away. Yeah. Next person up, give the next person their opportunity. Yeah, so go ahead, take the shot. You know, I'd rather take these chances than just be content with. Oh, we might get in the top six, or you know, maybe we'll get in the play in MLS game for the playoff, you know, like, uh, no, I, I want, I want to be top three, top one, you know, I want trophies, silverware, give it to me, you know, if we don't want to be the best, you know, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not pulling for this team to just 
you know, I don't want to hang banners that say made them sweat. You know, I, <laughs> like I want like gave it our best. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to try Yeah. Like I mean, giving it your best is good, but you know, it's not, it's like, that's not what we're going for. I'm not hanging a banner really. that said like we beat Philadelphia before they won the East last year. Like, no, like I want to like, we destroyed the league. Like we are the champion, you know, that's what I need. But, uh, it's really yeah. frustrating also watching all these other expansion sides come in and just have these hot exactly. seasons right away. Yeah. St. Louis another, city. That's, that's another thing that's hot for me. Yeah. That's the most frustrating thing ever is how hot they got. And the fact that they beat us and also in the manner they beat us was just frustrating. But like, I just, Oh my God, I can't, I can't even with that. It frustrates me on a level that I, it, it's just, Oh my God. I'm, I'm not talking about just them. I'm talking about all these teams that come into the league. You look at Austin, what they did right away. Look at uh, right. Atlanta, yeah. obviously. I mean, all these teams come in and they get it right off the bat and, and we don't, it's just infuriating, you know? Yeah. Cause there's even a lot of conversation that's like, there is an advantage to those teams coming in because they get so much benefit of, you know, like being new and like, they try to help them get them started off. Right. And like, we did nothing with that. We didn't make playoffs, you know, like, and this year it's not looking good at all. I mean, yeah, we're just like three points behind, but at the same time, like we're not getting wins. There's nothing that's showing me that we're going to get that, but it's frustrating. And this is like, and I know I didn't officially bring this up yet, but the last two overreactions, I felt like kind of went in together. Right. Like they're very, uh, they bounce off of each other, which is like the, we kind of talked about like, do we need a full rebuild? Cause some people are on that side and the other one is everything is okay. We got them next week, guys. We, we're going to do it next week. Okay. We got this. It, and that's like a large spectrum. And I, I'm definitely going to fall more towards the full rebuild, you know, but what, what do y'all think of that, Matt? Like what, what's kind of your perspective on the full rebuild versus the everything's okay. We're good. You know, just, we just got to get energy, you know, to me, I don't think, I don't think either is the right answer. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, obviously, obviously everything isn't okay right now because we're, you know, almost last in the East. And I mean, I don't, or I can't say I, uh, you know, want to, I can't say that I agree with, we need a full rebuild, you know, maybe some changes, you know, some changes here or there, but I mean, Look at what we did with with what we had last year. I mean, so I don't. Um, everything's not okay. We need to, I mean, improve drastically. Right. But I don't know if we need a full rebuild. Um, oh, I mean, you, you got, got pieces. Yeah, yeah. You got pieces here. You could build around. Like it's not a full rebuild so much as it is as adding to what we already have to make us better you know like we're missing some superstars we definitely got to upgrade the defense like that's a big problem but we found guys for the future like marks marks can be here for a long time right right Mello, he could be here for a long time ben bender he's gonna be our guy that i think eventually the u.s national team probably at the c level we'll, we'll, we'll give him a look right 
Right. We got pieces that we can build around. Nuno Santos, that's another young Portuguese player that was touted as, you know, he was over at Benfica um, over with, uh, who was it, Firmino and some of these other guys. And he was going to be the next big thing for Portugal. So we got pieces that we can build around. I wouldn't say blow it up and start it all over, but you got to make a lot of big changes. You got to make some splashy, you know, transfers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to compete in Major League Soccer when the other teams, like I said, look at every big team, Bernadeschi, Carlos Vela, you know, Richie Pouge out there. They got all these banger players that come from big teams. And we got Swiderski. It's just not good enough. You need better. You need more. Right. Like, yeah, these are, it's just what, it's like, who's going to make that move? And that's where I think that maybe we don't have that in the front office. But yeah, I think that like, I think that maybe Latanzio and Cornetta can go, and maybe a couple of players with that. Whether we do lose like a Swiderski or a Uzwiak, which I'm not too upset about. You know, I haven't given up on Copetti yet. I don't really want to get rid of Copetti just quite yet. But I I do feel like that. Uh, there are a couple, like I said, usually like Swiderski can go, but yeah, not a completely full rebuild. Because, like we said, Marks is and Bender, you know, young players. You you basically just said all this, like those are the core players that we can build on with. And I just don't know if I'm not close. I just want to preface though, I'm not close to the yeah. You know what, guys, everything's good. You know, next week we got it. You know. It's not. Uh, that's, that's not good enough. That's not gonna. That's not good enough. But and it's like the thing about like we can keep the Swiderski and Copetti's, but we got to find a way to make their salary work on our team because like you look at a team like LAFC, like those guys would be non-designated players on those teams. Those would be like their role players on their teams, right? Well, here there are designated players. Yeah. It's like that's what's that's what's frustrating is other teams can make it work with those salaries. Wow, we can't do it. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is, like, you look at, like, Juzwiak. Designated player allows you to pay whatever you want, and you only take a $600,000 cap hit. So, like, you know, like, um, up there, they're paying Bernadeschi, like, $8 million, and they're paying Insignia, like, $12 million, right? But they're only taking a 600 k cap hit. Juzwiak, they're, pay- they're not even paying them a million dollars. They're paying them 900000 It's like, to me, they're balancing the book completely incorrect here. Right. So. And... When I talked two weeks ago, I named players that are over in Europe that would really do well here in Major League Soccer, right? And if I'm able to identify it, I know a sporting director should be able to identify it. And there's guys that, again, that are killing it, like at the championship, they're killing it in some of these type of top leagues, like the Eredivisie, but not where it's like, you know, like Champions League. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, we'll make more as a designated player over here. They would be really good here in MLS for us. It's like we're not targeting those players for some reason, and I just don't understand why, because other teams are doing it. You know, you got you got teams that are getting players from La Liga now. I mean, come on. Hey, we're sitting around. We're not being serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy to think, because, like, you know, that one time I think this was off the podcast, we were just like, guess where this player came from? <laughs> like, and it was just like, we couldn't guess, you know? It was like, the Croatian league or the Bulgarian league, you know, it was not like a, a league that you're looking to build from, right? Like not like the Bundesliga, La Liga, the bridge premier league, you know, and I feel like we finally got, 
we're getting there. I mean, Westwood, you know, is a good example of somebody that's like uh, not a DP player that we added on, but that's a perfect example, Miles. Ashley Westwood is a perfect example of a really good player that played at the highest level. Time is kind of done over there, but still has a lot to offer. Right. Those are the guys that we need to find and identify as our non-DPs, not the Brant Bronicos and the Hagarts and the, the waste of time guys, right? Right. Like, And another one I saw, like, we've been kind of... Do what about Bronico? We're sorry, Bronico lovers. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I was sort of there, but, I mean, what have you done for he's me still, lately? He's still on Charlotte, so I'm still... Right. Still, you know, hope he does I'm, well, but, you know, we're just... We got to keep it real, right? Right, of course. And we're always going to try to keep it real, because it's like, I like you and glad and hope the best for you, but, like, if you're not do. giving me silverware... Or, you know, if I'm not able to buy and spend more money on the store for championship T-shirts, then uh, get out of time. No, but but uh, it's it's just and like last year, another player that made me think of is like the Aaron Ramsey rumor. Like I thought that was a great thing that we were rumored in with that, and then he ended up going elsewhere. But the, players like that, you know, like that have been there in the high leagues and kind of have that Fuchs, you know, players like that are the kind of guys I want to bring in to build around with these young guys to learn from. And I think that we can excel at, and yeah, to have those young talent that are uh, going to be like of Argos, the mellow, like those are like good examples of player. This Nuno Santos, like those are good players that like we can develop, but I think that that development would even excel better if we had those big name players coming in that have played in the the top Liga, you know, all these Serie A, you know, stuff like that over in Europe. Do we so do you have you guys heard the news about um I hope I don't pronounce I hope I don't pronounce this wrong, but is it James Rodriguez to leave he's leaving we're supposed to leave Olympiacos? Yeah, I didn't hear the rumor, but yeah, James, uh, the, the Colombian man. Yep. Or yep. Big Columbian. fan of mine. I mean, I was a big fan of his. <laughs> uh, that's another. Here's another uh, Greek uh, or Greek league player, but he's a former Real Madrid player. Oh yeah, I'm very familiar right. with him, James. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a good player. Yeah. He. Uh, he was kind of a. He was a bit of a like a bench rider for a while. Cause he just, when he was with Madrid, there was such a, there was so many talented players. It was really hard for him to kind of get in at the time. Um, it, it was he just kind of, he kind of fell right. off after that. Yeah. Like James, uh, James Rodriguez. I'll just go call him James. It's just easier. Okay. The Colombian, <laughs> we all know who he is, right? He scored some, he scored an incredible goal against the United States back. I want to say it was like 2018. Yeah, scored the Golasso from a mile away against USA. But anyways, he's he's a very good player, but man, his career really fell off. I mean, yeah. after Real Madrid, after he went to Bayern, boy, it just tanked. Um, yeah. I still remember, you know, his early days when he played at Monaco and was really good there. And uh, I think he was at Porto or one of those Portuguese. I think it was at Porto. Yeah, for that. So. so the guy's had a really really good career. Will he come to Major League Soccer? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a big name. It's a guy who's played like 100 games for his country, but he just really fell off. Right. Yeah, it's it, definitely not what he used to be. And 
I don't know if he'd want to come take here or one. take some kind of lower European team because I'm trying to think. Did he go to the Premier League? I feel like maybe he did. Um, James Rodriguez? Yeah, he was at yeah. Everton. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I remember he went there. I just couldn't remember where he went. But I remember, like, after leaving Real Madrid. But, yeah, he he's not terrible. And, I mean, if he came here, I'd be happy. Because he, he is kind of a cam, you know. But... Probably end up going over to like Saudi Arabia. I just have that feeling because he was a really big. Nah, he was a really big name at one point about a decade ago. He was considered yeah. like one of the top top players in the world. Right. Um, I could see them wanting that name over there. I could definitely see that. Yeah. yeah this was. I don't even know what site this was. En.as.com. Colombia star James Arjamas Rodriguez to leave Olympiacos. So, yeah, I, it's like, I don't know, you know, do you, you know, because isn't Vargas um, Colombian? Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know yeah. if they have any connection uh, there. Right, honestly. right. You know, you can dream like, oh, he maybe he'll come here and have like if, one last. If that's. If that... <laughs> If we could get him on a non DP spot, I think it would be great. Yeah, because yeah. I, I hate to give him a DP spot, and then like like remember the guy the guy got terminated in the Greek league, right? The guy's career has really fallen off. I know he played at the highest level and he was really good. If you're talking about a player that's fallen off the cliff, it's definitely him, right? Yeah. And will he come over here and 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 be really good, or will he just be a waste of a, a roster spot? Man, that's that's. Right. You could somehow get him as a non-DP. That'd be uh, that'd be so sick. And LAFC is able to do that, right? They're able to get guys like Galini and and these type of players over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, without making them designated players, there's got to be a way to get that guy here. I don't know if we could. I mean, according to Fight Mob, his market value is uh, ten million. Yeah, no, he's so, not coming here. I mean, it's but name. who's all right? But, but okay, he he went. Olympiacos on a free transfer. So that, that market value is only if you're still on a contract. His contract was terminated. His market value right now is zero. You could just anybody could sign him as a free agent basically. Gotcha. There's there's no market value on that guy right now. But he has to buy him. He's free. Yeah. How much would you pay for him? Well you wouldn't have to pay for him. He's free. You would have to pay him a salary. Or what kind or of salary, salary they'd offer right? I I don't know what he was making over in the Greek league. I don't know what he would get offered over like in Saudi Arabia. Maybe the guy wants to go back to Colombia. I don't, we also have to realize they also have to want to come to Charlotte, right? right. It's not just, Oh, we're just going to go sign these guys. They also have to agree to the team that they're going to. So while it sounds like a nice name, I don't know. I think there's some better options out there. Like I talked about, like, like Adam Armstrong, right? right. We're waiting in a couple years and looking at some of these other top players, you know? They're yeah, still like, killing it at the highest. Like we just talked about Amber Ramsey. He played today for Nice, and you know they actually played Europa League today. And he yeah. was out there. He started for him. You know, and um, I don't know if you guys saw that guy game. One of the Nice players had a bicycle kick. It was in, it was an incredible goal. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, go look for it. It's awesome. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, it's like do we? Oh, go ahead, Max. I mean, <laughs> Max, I'll do. No, but yeah, the. Uh... Yeah, it was just I didn't see it pretty much. Just gonna say, miles, but miles. 
Yeah, no, you good. You good. I work with a guy named Max. <laughs> no, I got you. But yeah, I'll have to check out that goal because I haven't seen it. But I remember talking about like the transfer with him, and it was either Charlotte or or Anise, and he went there, of course. But some people were like, oh, he's washed. And I was like, no, he's not. Like, just trust. Crazy, crazy. It's like, do we want, you know, we might want guys that are, like you're saying, or like you're saying, Paul, like, you know, ready to take the next step, like hungry. They're hungry. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have, that's the other option. And that's where, like, where we got a guy like Copetti, right? He saw other guys down in Argentina. He saw Almada. He saw Ezequiel Barkle. He's all these other guys that keep coming from Argentina that go to the MLS. And sometimes they use the stepping stone to go off to Europe. So that's what we try to do with him, you know? And he still has a long ways to go on this team. I mean, let's not run him out the door right now. Right. To add to the team. Just need that really big superstar player that can just take over the game. I mean, you look at Hector Herrera, he just came from La Liga last year. If you saw last week for Houston, he scored a, a tremendous free kick for him. Did you guys see it? Remember last uh, Saturday when we were waiting for the game to start, we were watching the goal zone, the 360 or 180, whatever it's called? Yeah. I had a tremendous free kick. I mean, that's a guy who played Atletico Madrid, played like, what, 200 games there? I mean, comes to MLS, no problem. These are captains. Right. Yeah, you need a guy. Guys um... over there that we can get. We need our, we need our Carlos, Carlos Vela, you know, Hector Herrera, we need, or we need somebody that I can really, you know, like, I'm not saying we would ever get him, but, you know, somebody like a, you know, to go to your team, Miles, uh, like a Kareem Benzema. Um, <laughs> oh, nah, he would never, okay, so let's, let's, let's be real on that. Zema is one of the best strikers in the world. He would, he's not leaving Real Madrid. You know, somebody who could leave Real Madrid, who barely plays for him, is in Hazard. He does nothing. Yeah. Miles, how often does he play? He, like, never plays. Never he plays. He's one of the and best I players at Chelsea. Despise it's amazing. Him. Somebody like him, what are his options right now? What, who? He's, like, what, 33? Yeah. Like, 100-something games for Belgium. I don't think anybody wants him right now. Who, no. I don't hear his name ever talked about. And as the representative Madridista, we don't want him. I not. I'll take him to Charlotte. You know, like he comes to Charlotte, I'll be happy. Kill on Charlotte. It, but oh like, god. oh my god, he's just like, oh my, with the 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 health issues and coming in overweight. Like, I cannot stand. That is one of the worst transfers we've ever had because he's just not produced. I mean, when you have people, okay, like, but he just doesn't do anything. He was at Chelsea. When he was at Chelsea, he was one of the most creative players in the world. There's no question about that. For it's sure. Just, it just didn't out work for him at Real Madrid, right? They, and it just—I don't know if like just the he couldn't stand the spotlight of it. I know Chelsea's big, but like I don't know, he just hasn't performed that way. It's wor- hasn't worked out for Real Madrid, and it's just he needs to change the scenery because it's not—it's not, it's not going to be there with Madrid. There, the play as regards to like, I don't think anyone cares. Like he's not even like. We don't even think about him anymore, honestly. Like as like when we have like Asensio coming in doing more than him, and like I mean the attack is Benzema, Vinicius, and Rodrigo. Like, and he can't make it in on that team. Like, yeah, it's time for him to move on. And maybe that happens. Um, 
I mean, as Charlotte owns Chelsea, you would think that he should be able to come here, right? <laughs> so, right. But, but I don't know. So what's the deal? These, I mean, are the, so these are the type of players that you have to look for, right? Like, right. like I'm sure people are going to be listening to the pod. They're going to be thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, he would come over here. But you watch other teams, and they're getting these type of players. Who would have thought Bernardeski would go to Toronto, right? Like, the, right. these type of guys will come over for the right dollar amount. They will do it, right? The guy, right. Eden Hazard, has nothing left to win over there. And he's sitting on the bench. He could come over here and be that dude right now. Yeah. But if he's not – if he's playing for Madrid and he's – so he – I mean, Miles, is he not just playing like, for him at all. No. no I mean, not. like, is he just is he just, like, slacking off or what? He just oh, – it, it never worked for out for him over there. It just never worked out for him in Madrid. Never worked – they yeah. really they how much they spent on that transfer it was like a hundred and something it was a ton of money it was yeah. when he played at chelsea he was one of the best most attacking creative players in the whole world right yeah and everybody expected big things from him at madrid and it just didn't work out for him and he's fallen out of favor with a lot of different managers like miles said he shows up overweight he's and paid. They, they said a lot of his work ethic they said his work ethic is, is really bad in training they're only using him like when they absolutely have to i mean He's not. You'll never see him in an important game for Madrid ever. He's done. He's finished. Yeah, he's played 25 minutes this year total. Like toast over there. Yeah, that's a player that's still a world class player, major league soccer. And he went into this game when we were up six nothing. So like, wow. Yeah, he's just not. Or no, I'm sorry. It was five nothing. My apologies. They scored another one after, but it wasn't him. He's yeah. He's not done anything. The last time, like looking back at his play time, like the last time he had significant play, um, he played a little bit. Copa del Rey actually earlier this year. He had 68 minutes. My bad. That was on January 3rd. So he's had a little more than 25 minutes. So that's 93 he's had. He's had 93 minutes this year, and one was a round of 32 Copa del Rey match. So, and, but he didn't have, he has one assist. Let's see, this season he has one assist. That's what. That's just all he has. Very, just to be very clear, I'm no way saying um, Green Benzema is coming here, nor would he ever come here. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, like that type of player or that, player that just takes over a game you know what i mean we just yeah i know what you meant i know what you meant yeah yeah yeah, just those yeah or maybe for those i'm not i'm not that crazy i'm crazy but not that crazy (laughs) (laughs) i mean it'd be nice right like even as a madrid guy who will play at the highest level ever that guy that guy will retire at like madrid he's not he's never gonna leave yeah yeah he's he's yeah he'll be there for a while because, uh, I mean, they they were, uh, this is an example, like, just for that particularly, like, Madrid was, like, the rumor, like, I think it was a year ago, was, like, are they going to get Holland? But, like, Holland was kind of, didn't end up going that way. A lot of it being because of the success of Benzema, you know, because it was, like, he didn't want to come here and be a backup. I mean, we see how great Holland is, but. Madrid and Benzema, you know, like, and you have to think of how long that success has been. Cause like back when it was like the BBC, you know, it was Bale, Benz and Cristiano. It was, he's been around for a long time and then he's just won the Ballon d'Or. Like this is, uh, and that's what we talked about a couple weeks ago with Gareth Bale. Who would have ever imagined that guy, a hundred million dollar transfer 
Real Madrid. You remember he was doing massive things, right, with Tottenham and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and he won Major League Cup last year. He won the MLS Cup last year with LAFC. I mean, this is... Right. Yeah, I mean... In a, guys, was... some of those guys will eventually come. Right. It's just going to take some time. Like, I could see Isco coming over at some point. I could see... Uh, like we said, Hazard, you know, just uh, just to name a few. Messi, maybe. That's the one I'm not sure about. I don't think he'll turn down that huge contract from Saudi Arabia. But Oh, he's going to Barcelona. $36 million. He's going to go to Barcelona on a free this summer. It's just, I think it's almost guaranteed. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, some might. There's uh, Some people have said they want to come to America and haven't. Uh, but I don't, or I don't know. I mean, there's just a couple, we'll just have to see, but I, I think the better that, uh, the MLS becomes as a whole and more viewership and more money that gets into it. I think that that could really draw people to start coming here more, you know, and success. The United States men's team, sorry, the success of the United States men's national team is definitely going to boost the MLS. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think they really should start with, like, doubling the salary cap in, in Major League Soccer because then teams have more flexibility to bring in better players. Right. I don't think it's an issue to have somebody able to pay to win right now. Like, I'm not just saying that because right. we have, like, the richest owner, but also because, like, why is it a problem to have those big-name players, right? Like, it's just going to make... And even those big name players doesn't necessarily mean a team's going to be instantly successful, but it could. More often than not, they will be though. Right, right. I mean, that's pretty much how it works. But it's who's going to be able to get it all together, you know? Because if everybody's spending money, who's it going to be, right? But what's the odds of Benzema ever coming over here? Like one out of a billion. And Miles is like zero, zero percent. So you tell me there's a chance. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna come, but it's gonna be just like an international friendly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like when Real Madrid's over, if they play him, if Real Madrid plays Miami, you bet he's gonna be there. He loves Miami. All right, I mean, he's there all the time on vacation. But yeah, he's not gonna. I don't think he'll play for it. I think he'll retire before he uh, does that. We got off on the on the. European tangent, didn't we? Right. I, uh, I mean, it's cool to think about, like, if those guys were to come over to Major League Soccer. I mean, we said 10 years ago, you never imagined Jared Fable. So who knows in 10 years? But I think there's a certain amount of guys like Robert Lewandowski, Kareem Benzema, Cristiano Ronaldo. These guys are never coming to Major League Soccer, right? right. <laughs> and what's, what's not, I think, like, we shouldn't even bother with that. But somebody who's a step down from that, a Lukaku might show up, right? In two, three years. Yeah. Never know. I mean, if Barcelona can't get their finances together, it's this Obama Yang guy that could show up. I mean, yeah. there's really good players that are just not not really getting play time right now in, in, in these big European leagues because they're going to the younger players. You got yeah. these guys that still want to make a lot of money that can make huge salaries in Major League Soccer. If we got Obama Yang, that would be. Any of these guys we're talking about, you know, Eden Hazard, Mama Yang. I mean, I mean these were, are guys you got to look at the future. You got to look at the future. I'm not talking about this year and next year, but you got to make these, even if they come when they're 35, 36, and you get a couple good years out of them. Yeah. A network. You know, you see these guys that, you know, like the Steven Gerrards and those guys that come at the very, very end. 
you gotta network and get that ready to go with those guys, you know? Right. It's there's just and it's gonna take some time, right? Like, and like Lewandowski not coming, I 100% blame on Yusuf and Swiderski because they have <laughs> all the time and to talk to him, but they haven't done it. So like, if you need more reason to get rid of them, there you go. But uh, Miles, what did you say? Did you say going back to the second overreaction, we should sell Carol Swiderski? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I've changed my mind, actually. We should sell him because he didn't convince Lewandowski. And, uh, no, I'm picking, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, there have been times that... There have been times that you... You might have really wanted to... Or really wanted to sell Swiderski because you're just like... You think that we're not getting... <clears throat> you know... You're talking about me specifically? Or no, just... Um, or just really in general, like... Or even me. I mean, like, yeah, I I think like, we could do better. I I don't think that, like, um, I don't think that he's like. I don't think he's like an immovable player, right? Like, I think that we could definitely move on from him, and I wouldn't be too upset. I mean, yeah, some people are going to be upset because people are love and attached to him, and I do think that he's talented. But I'm not going to be upset if we, if unless unless we just get rid of him for nothing backup plan right like if we just get rid of him to pick off like a dude in the second division of the bulgarian league like i'd be like oh my god here we go again but like if we get if we moved on for him to get like you know like a cam position like an isco or something like that then i'll be like okay good like this is a player that's done it may not necessarily be in the prime but they still have that talented ability and they have the knowledge like yeah i'm happy with that you know Right. I'd like to keep Swiderski, but just not as a DP, right? So that we could free up to get that higher, better player. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. that's what's hurting us, is we slap DP on these players who maybe on other teams, the LAFCs and the you know the top teams in the league, probably aren't designated players, but they're still on those teams, right? Agreed. We just don't balance the books correctly, obviously. Right, it's yeah. like Swiderski, you know, he... Like he scores, like he gives us. Swiderski will give you sometimes those, you know, those magic moments, and then you're like, oh, "All right, all right, all right." And then other times you're just like, "What is he doing?" Oh, right. team yeah. we're about to play against on Saturday has Kevin Cabral, okay, and he's for those flameouts. That's a DP, okay. That should have never been a designated player. So. This kid was in the PSG, Paris Saint-Germain Academy, okay? He was playing in the second division in France, and LA Galaxy stepped in with a big offer because he was a young player, and they saw a lot of potential in him. Kind of like we did with, like, a Copetti, and maybe kind of like a Swiderski. You know, Swiderski's a little bit older. Went to LA, and, like, 90 games, he has, like, seven goals. He's just not DP caliber. And yeah. they traded him to Colorado for, like, a million dollars in allocation money. And now they have a million dollars more to play with towards the salary cap. Yeah. And LA Galaxy needs every dollar they can because they, you know, they go out there and they get the Chicharitos and, and those type of players, right? Yeah. So they they, 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 they found a way to move on from a bad designated player by shipping him to kind of a bad team, right? Yeah. And I mean, we might have to do something like that, right? Because, um, I mean, yeah, like, 
we I don't know exactly where we're heading in the position right now and definitely don't want this regime to make a lot of big moves if we are going to go a different direction but I definitely yeah that's the best way out of it to get those bigger name players and I don't I'm not as familiar with if there's a way to like get out of a DP situation while also keeping that particular player on the team unless it's just like a pay cut or restructure or something I don't know how that works if you all know for sure but that's gonna be interesting and um what uh, I think it kind of leads us to like our next match uh all of this as well uh we got to talk about that too and kind of like our predictions but yeah uh what how y'all feeling about like everything there kind of the uh poll do how would you get out of a do you know they either one of you know about a dp situation if you can get out of that uh you can eventually untag them but have to restructure you have to you have to make the salary cap work right and yeah. I don't think you could do it until the end of the season. I don't. I'm pretty sure you can't do it mid-season because mm -hmm. remember the money that it's covering is supposed to be like that 600k hit, the cap hit, right? It's supposed to last all year, not just switched up halfway through. So right. I think we're stuck unless we get rid of the player and it frees open that spot. Mm, okay. It's so crazy how it works because for a while we only had two designated players in MLS, and you know it was like five six years ago they added a third spot. And yeah. I'd hope that they would add a force, but the cap is starting to go up, you know, like it goes up by like a million every year. So eventually it will climb higher and higher, but not enough. Not enough for us, in my opinion. Right. But yeah, what are predictions? What are you thinking for this uh, game against Colorado Rapids? What's your uh, predictions of everything? Hi, right, Matt. Uh, so, my prediction right now is I'm gonna say we have two one Charlotte. So, I mean, I can see us starting off with a bunch of intensity, right? Like, because we want to look, we want to show, like, we want to have intensity this game because you know we didn't last game. So, I hope that we see us come out, you know, with a bunch of intensity and being aggressive. Um, but I can see it's coming out like that, get a goal. Um, you know, maybe we give up a goal around, around halftime or in the second half. And then hopefully we get the winner in the second half. Um, and it's, you can see it or you can see it maybe, a, you know, a couple ways, right? Like I can see us getting a goal. Maybe we get the opening goal and that fires up uh, bank of America stadium and then and the dream or like the dream scenario you know we roll three nothing and everyone's happy again but you know obviously we know that like or basically like you know on paper we should we should win this game yeah so um and i can see us and then again or i can see us drawing you know with colorado because we don't score a lot they don't score a lot and you know they i believe they defend or i believe they defend really well or pretty good so right now i'm, I'm gonna say 2-1 charlotte um it's just like you just don't know how to feel about our team right now you know we had a good game versus orlando get a hard fought 
or basically a hard fart draw versus Red Bulls. Uh, we fight and get a draw versus Toronto. We get torched by Atlanta at home. Uh, outmatched and out-energied or whatever you want to call it against RSL, who's 3-1. Hmm. So it's just like, what or what team is going to show up, you know, or week, you know, week by week, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we we almost drew but lose late against New England, who's, sec- who's second, uh, second in the East right now. Atlanta's in third. We got destroyed by them. Um, and so, or so again, consistency is the key and we don't have a lot of consistency right now out of, you know, out of the team, um, out of the individual players. So I don't know what it's going to take for us to find that, you know, that consistency, uh, you know, so that's me, Paul, what do you think about this match? Oh, man. Well, I've gotten every prediction wrong. Um, <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm going to go 1-0 Charlotte. All right, let me, let me explain why, okay? I think All we're right. actually going to finally get the shutout. I think we've seen Mark. He's been playing really, really well. The team that we're playing against has only scored three goals, but they have to come to us, which I think is a big thing. Right. We don't have a lot of firepower at all. Um, They have this one Chilean forward who's pretty good. He had 16 goals last year, but he's only scored one so far this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, their other DP, Kevin Cabral, he's just, he's a total flame out. I'm super shocked he's still a DP in this league. Have a really good keeper, Yarborough, who um, I believe either tied or he set the franchise record and shutouts um, over in Colorado. They have a good keeper, but the biggest thing is their uh, designated defender. They have this Danish defender, Andreas uh, Maxville, and he actually got taken out in their last game because he got a concussion. So he's on concussion protocol right now. That usually takes one to three weeks, and he's been a star player for them. They're missing that guy, and that's a big piece for them to miss, that central defender who's also a designated player. Very rare to have that in Major League Soccer. So I think we're going to find a goal. Uh, I'm going to say that Copetti scores it, but no, it really could be anybody. But I think we're going to win 1-0. to zero. I, 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 I really can't see a whole lot else. I think if we draw the game, it'll be 0-0. Um, zero, zero. That, that's my guess on the game. Gotcha. Yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to go a 1-1 draw. Uh, I think that every time I've picked like a draw or a uh, loss, it's worked out for us, so we'll see if it continues. But... I'm going to go 1-1 one, one because I just – I'm not seeing much from us and I don't see much from the other team, but I could both – I could see both teams getting a, a lucky goal or, you know, a beautiful goal that like an unstoppable shot, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it just happens even if it's not necessarily a DP. But um, I'm going to go 1-1 one, one in the draw and I think that that seat gets hotter and hotter for Latanzia. Um, it's a must win, right? Uh, oh, of course. But it's it's just I don't know exactly if I've seen anything that's makes me think that this is going to improve or get even better. But I'm hoping we can pull off that win. But I'm going to go in with low expectations and <laughs> and hope that it's better than what my uh, expectations are with the game. But yeah, I'm going to say it's a one-one draw. But um, yeah, that would. Um... To me, if we drew, I mean, it would feel 
I think it would. I think it would feel like a loss. Yeah, it will. I mean, I think it would because this is like, like last case scenario. Like this is the last game where I feel like um, we need a result to just get kind of a burst of energy because there's no way we right. can face Columbus and hope for that, right? Because like if we just get what hope are we going to have against Columbus if we can't beat Colorado? <laughs> Uh, if we, if we don't if we don't come out and you know first half from the get go, you know I'm gonna say from the get go looking, just going with a bunch of energy, like I'm, or I might be like you know like I'm gonna be like what are we doing? Because if energy was the problem last you know this past week right versus Salt Lake you better come out with some energy in the first half this game at yeah. home and, and if they don't then then it's what like what is it we're gonna have to say it's over yeah then again we might lose next week and then beat columbus right <laughs> the way this league is right yeah but so the kind of moving to the like you know we do the honorary night what do y'all think? Um, what do y'all think about like who's your honorary knight? Who do you think is going to be your person to watch? Your key factor going into this week, uh, Paul? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with George Marks. I'm hoping that he gets a shutout against a not great team. I think he can. <laughs> I felt like he deserved so much better than last week. I felt bad for the kids because he made so many incredible saves uh, in the last game against Salt Lake still gave up three goals but i can't blame him at all i'm thinking that he's going to come back with a clean sheet this week so i'm totally going george marks you take that that's a oh, that's a good one like i if we're gonna get a clean sh- or if we're gonna get a clean sheet like i think this might be a game that we can do that um mm-hmm. but let's see the last week i did mellow right and i think so I don't even. Did he even come on last week? Um. Well, if he did, it wasn't significant because we can't really think about it, right? So, um, what am I gonna do here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Capetti. Like, you know, let's get him, let's get him back on the on the score sheet. Um. At, you know, at the bank, you know, or a Copetti goal, like, you know, I think that could, uh, especially if it's like the first goal, could get could get the place rocking. So, yeah. um, I knight Enzo Copetti for this one. I think that's a, a good one. Um, I had thought in my head about the two that y'all had picked, and then y'all both picked them, so I'm not going to copy y'all. <laughs> but uh, the, the George... I, I wanted to say about the George Marks is I feel like I see those uh, things like on Twitter all the time where it's like name a player who does has this much effort but like doesn't get that recognition and George Marks is like the person I think of like he doesn't nobody's talking about him especially with the losses nobody's thinking about oh look how great Charlotte's doing with their goal score like goal defending this year right because of our results and previous stuff like that but I feel like he's such a great one, and I feel like Copetti is also like that player that needs to step up and get that goal. But 
for me, I'm going to go Bender. Uh, I feel like he's played pretty decently, kind of under the radar uh, for us in the midfield, kind of being there for the uh, um, absence of Westwood and like Bronico the week before that, but not that Bronico's done much, but I'm just saying that like, I like Bender. I think that he had um, a lot of great moments, great play. He had an assist, didn't he? Yeah, he had an assist. He assisted the goal for Swiderski last week. I feel like he adds right. a lot. It's like a cam kind of position. So I'm going to go with Ben Bender this week as my um, honorary knight, hoping that that works out if he gets into starting 11. But or uh, that might upset. But that might upset um, someone on Twitter. Oh, oh, wing, wing. <laughs> oh yeah. But. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, I feel I feel like all three of our guys are different definitely players that could influence this game and we need that win. Like really bad. Yes, we do. We need that shot in the arm. We do. B twelve shot. So what is there anybody got any final thoughts, things you'd like to say about this team this week? Just please win. I'm planning to be out of town this weekend. <laughs> so give me something. Give me a good, um, exciting replay so I can come back and, and watch a good replay on, on my TV. <laughs> uh, that's great. What about you, Paul? You got anything? Yeah, I'm just excited to hopefully win a home game. Uh, we're going to find out uh, what we can do. I think, Miles, you got to plug the if we do it this week. We had a really good time last week with the uh, live stream on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, if you guys aren't going to the game, definitely come and join us. Yeah. Join us. Agreed. I was getting ready to say that, that yeah, we're going to have um, potentially keep uh, looking on Twitter and Facebook to see announcements about this. I'll let you know as soon as I know just a couple of like logistical issues of will we be able to or available for the live stream, but uh, trying to have another live stream last week we had a great time uh, if you do follow us on Facebook and our YouTube uh, both are Knights of the Crown Table you can find those um, check those out also if you have us on Twitter check out our socials everything there uh, yeah, this, where, can they, where can they find us at yes yeah, on the at. yeah it's at CLT Crown Knights. That's on. Uh, sorry, that is for uh, Twitter. Everything else, everywhere else, it's Knights of the Crown Table. Um, except for go. Instagram, I believe, actually. Uh, yeah, Instagram is the same as uh, Twitter. It's the CLT Crown Knights, but everywhere else is Knights of the Crown Table. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. Um, and that's going to be. We'll, be doing like live reaction as well as post game thoughts so uh, if we are able to go live for that look for that uh, we appreciate all the listeners as well um, we our last episode every episode has broke the record so we're glad to see that and also shout out to Germany okay Germany's percentage went up I, <laughs> they uh, we have listeners in Germany so if you're there we notice you okay all right and uh, India as well it looks like there's a small group in india but the actual percentage for germany went up so appreciate the german listeners if you're in germany go talk to some uh 
Bundesliga players for us. Tell them. Yeah. Get over here. <laughs> How do we become Bayern? That's what we want to learn. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening and uh, watching potentially if you're on YouTube, but, uh, oh yeah, YouTube definitely subscribe there because we'll go live and there might be a chance that we go live on Twitter. I got to look into that more, but I'll have more of that information later. But again, thank you for joining the Knights of the Crown Table. This was for the crown and let's go get a win this weekend, please. Let's go.